conscious of the fact that uh, time is moving on this morning. And um, actually what I wanted to share this morning, just following on our series of talking about spiritual gifts, um, for me is quite an important um, subject, uh, talking about how we deliver a spiritual gift and how we receive a spiritual gift. And the reason why this is so important is because um, to enable us to grow in the grace of God that's on our lives, we need to create safe spaces where we can learn and we can give permission to one another to not to be perfect and get everything right all the time. So we've been talking about the fact that when we have looked at spiritual gifts that God wants us to, what he says is earnestly desire spiritual gifts. We've been talking about what spiritual gifts are and um, why it's good to practice spiritual gifts so the power and presence of God that's released when we exercise spiritual gifts. But those spiritual gifts only operate when there is a safe and honoring environment for those gifts to be displayed. And really that's what I want to talk about this morning in the context of how we bring a spiritual gift to someone that God might give us and, and how we receive that. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you highlights because I've got a lot of information, a lot of scripture, which I won't actually get time this morning to run through. But I want to give you highlights, okay? And we'll see about unpacking a bit more if that's necessary. So I'm going to start this morning in 1 Peter 4, verses 8 to 11. And this is what Peter, the apostle, says. He says, above all, love each other deeply. Because love covers over a multitude of sins. Offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. <laughs> Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. And now I just want to zip down and look at Romans 12 verses 3 to 8. These are different perspectives on the spiritual gifts from Peter and now Paul to the Romans. We've looked previously at Paul writing to the Corinthians. But he says this, he says, For by the grace given to me I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. For just as 
Each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not have the same function. So it is. So in Christ, we though many form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If, if it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is to give, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. So, I'm just going to give you a list of some of the spiritual gifts that Paul talks about, Peter talks about, and are found in the New Testament. Prophecy, faith, serving, teaching, encouraging, giving, leading, showing mercy, bringing messages of wisdom, words of knowledge and understanding, gifts of healing, the working of miracles, the discernment of spirits, which is the ability to distinguish sound, godly doctrine from man-made religions and cults, man-made doctrines, various kinds of tongues, interpretation of tongues, administration, and help. Help. There is a, a gift of bringing help by the power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit. There is a gift of administrating things by the power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit. There is a gift of giving of being generous under the power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit. In 1 Corinthians, there is a discussion about how the gifts of the Spirit operate in the context of a gathering of believers. And a lot of that actually is about how to use tongues and how to use prophecy. But one should not overlook the fact that there is a way that everyone can take the gift that they have given to God to serve others and to bring life and strength to the body of which we are all a part. It is possible for you to function in all of these gifts. But there will be a particular grace that's on your life for you to do something in one of these categories and others in a particular way that is anointed of the Holy Spirit and is in harmony with the way that God made you. So you might have a God-given gift a God-given grace upon your life. But when, that is, when you come to God, when you receive Christ, when you give your life to him, and when you say, I want to serve you, he takes that thing and he anoints it and he puts it on a whole new level. Who'd have thought that helping, the gift of help, would be a spiritual gift? 
but it's a gift that builds up the body and serves others and witnesses to Jesus. The other thing that we need to understand that these gifts are not just for the church, but they are for outside, anywhere and everywhere that God has placed you. And you will see throughout the scriptures and Jesus practicing this and it's practiced right the way through the New Testament of the disciples taking the gift that God has given them and ministering that not just in the church but to people that don't yet know God and blessing those people and revealing Jesus, revealing God. How do we deliver a spiritual gift? Now, I want to talk particularly about the gift of prophecy this morning, but I want you to think about how, if you've got a gift of help, if you've got a gift of administration, if you've got a gift of healing, a gift of faith, and you want to bring that to someone, how, what attitude, what mindset, what heart should you bring that gift in? Okay? The first thing that I would say is that love is the attitude that the Apostle Paul tells us we should walk in. And if you read the chapter between 1 Corinthians 12 and 1 Corinthians 14, we find it is 1 Corinthians 30, 13, which is this whole thing about love. And he says, actually, if you can prophesy... If you can say this mountain be cast into the sea, but you don't have love, it's just like listening to white noise, an out of tune piano, something that's grating, something that's. So the first place that you have to start is by having an attitude of love. And we're talking about the love of God, the selfless, agape love of God revealed in Jesus. The other thing that we read in these scriptures is about having humility, about not considering yourself more highly than you should. Humility. Okay, the other thing that we see throughout these scriptures and we see modeled through Jesus' life is having the heart of one who serves. If you are bringing a gift from God to bless somebody, you are doing that as one who is coming alongside to serve because the purpose that you've been given that gift is for the common good, is for the blessing not of yourself but for the person who is going to be receiving that gift. The other thing that I believe is important if you're bringing a gift to someone is that you honour the recipient of that gift the person who is going to receive the gift. You are thinking about the best way of delivering this present. You know, if I had a birthday, I have recently had a birthday, don't worry, it's coming up again next year, and you're thinking, I've got this great gift for David, for his birthday. I'm not even going to suggest what it might be. But there are many, many things that make me happy. Let's say you bought me something that would make me happy. And you rocked up to my house on my birthday 
you check maybe to see that I was in. This is, this is thinking about this. But let's say you, you poured this gift out of a bag, but it wasn't wrapped up. It wasn't addressed at all. You said, hey, here we go. Boom. There's this gift. There's something missing there, isn't there? There's some, the edge maybe would have been taken off by the fact that you hadn't wrapped it and addressed it. Maybe put a few nice words together with it so I knew who it was from. You're thinking about the recipient. It's all for the benefit of the person that is going to receive this gift. And I say this because in 1 Corinthians 12 and 1 Corinthians 14, there is a lot of discussion between the gift of tongues and the gift of prophecy and why the gift of tongues, unless it's interpreted, is less useful than the gift of prophecy. And it might seem that the Apostle Paul is elevating someone that has a certain gift above someone that has another gift, i.e. saying that if you can bring this gift, you're a greater person than the person that can bring this other gift because that other gift is more useful. But actually, if you read these two scriptures, these two passages, and go and check it out, what the Apostle Paul talks about is the fact that we honour one another for the graces, the gifts that God has placed on our lives. He only talks about the one another in the context of honouring and valuing each other and recognising the importance that every single person has to play. At no time does he elevate a particular person over another particular person. In fact, he says the people that sometimes seem the weakest, the gifts that need to be dealt with more discreetly should receive more honour even though they're not more publicly visible and can't be seen. So there isn't any context here by which Paul is talking about the fact that one person is better than another because they have a particular gift. He actually says that we should celebrate all of the gifts and we should honour one another. The simple problem is that sometimes in the church we have taken the culture that's around us and we have actually put people who have certain gifts on a pedestal and we have not been biblical and scriptural and Jesus-like in the way that we have handled the gifts. And that then has brought problems. It's like I deliver a pizza. Sorry, I order a pizza, a nice pizza, all the toppings that I like. Just think about it. You order a pizza, you're hungry and you think... The pizza arrives at the door. You get delivered to home. You bring the pizza up to the table and you open the pizza. You look at the pizza and you say, maybe you take a taste of the pizza and then you say, wow, that delivery person, they were amazing. Weren't they brilliant? The way that they look, their uniform, the car that they drove, this, they are awesome. They did an amazing job of, of this pizza. I want that delivery man again. No, if you order a pizza 
and you like the pizza, you say, the person that made that pizza was amazing. The taste of this pizza is awesome, and I am appreciating this pizza. It's making me grow, it's making me, it's comforting me, it's bringing delight to my life. But sometimes we have put the pizza delivery man on a higher pedestal than the pizza and we've missed the glory of the pizza. You understand what I'm saying there? I understand it. That's delivering spiritual gifts, how to deliver a spiritual gift. Now I'm going to talk about how to receive it and I'm going to do it in five minutes. Cool. You're going home already. 1 Corinthians 5 verses 20 to 21. It says, do not treat prophecies with contempt. Test everything. Hold on to the good. 1 Corinthians 14 29 says, two or three prophets should speak and the others should weigh carefully what is said. Now, I'm going to talk about this, particularly with regard to prophecy. Because prophecy has the power to bring amazing life to us, but also words that are spoken have the power to bring confusion, disappointment, and they can sometimes be difficult to handle. But I want you to think about this in the context of the other gifts, receiving a gift of healing, receiving a word of encouragement, receiving a miracle. How do we receive these things? What posture should we take? If you had someone prophesy over you today, if I had someone prophesy over me, David, I think that God's sending you to Australia. And I think that you need to leave in two weeks' time. You know, that word would be more difficult to handle than if you said to me, David, God loves you. He thinks you're awesome. He wants to really encourage you today. Don't give up on your faith. It encourages so many people. He's delighted with you. You understand that, that one word would be more difficult to handle than the other, which is why the Apostle Paul says that we should weigh carefully the words that are given to us and it says that we should hold on to what is good so there has to be some level of discernment that we have as we receive a gift one of the things that creates a safe place for people to bring words from God is to remember that there is a human element. There is a human element, which means that we don't necessarily hear 100% all the time. And so the way that I like to deliver a word, and I'm back on delivery, but this is important for receiving and delivering, is this, I like to say, I sense that God is saying to me, for you, X, Y, Z. Please take 
the things that I'm sharing with you and hold them lightly and grab hold of those things that God is speaking to you. The rest just hold lightly in your hand. Because you know what? I don't hear God 100% undiluted. I don't. And nor does any other person on this planet except God himself. And that creates an environment where we can examine that gift and we can examine what God is saying and we can receive the stuff that God wants to get to us. So just a few very simple things. Does the word that you've been given, does the gift that you've received, does it reveal Jesus and is it scriptural? There's lots of verses for that. For the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Look to God's instruction and teachings. People who contradict his word are completely in the dark. There's certain stuff that you can throw out. The next one, is there a personal witness? Does what this person is saying to you, the message that they're bringing from God, does it resonate in your heart? It might be a confirmation of what God has already spoken to you, and it says that we're God's sheep and we hear his voice. We understand that when someone brings a word of prophecy, that that witnesses from spirit, from the spirit of God to our spirit. So sometimes we immediately know, we immediately get a discernment in our spirit that what that person is saying is speaking from God. But sometimes we don't get that yes and amen to going to Australia in two weeks' time. And so at that point, you hold that word and say, listen, thank you for that. I'm going to hold that word and maybe another thing that you can do is speak to someone who is spiritually mature and say, hey, could, do you mind if I check something out with you? I got this word today and I'm just pondering whether or not or what it is in there that God's saying to me. And ask someone to help you through that word. Sometimes we get words that we don't understand and we need explanation from, which is absolutely fine. Sometimes we get words that are actually not for immediately. They might be for a year or two or five or ten years down the line. But sometimes we just need to have someone to help us understand things that perhaps don't make sense because we want to hold on to what is good. And so, finally, when we are receiving a gift from God, from someone that's delivering it to us, we want to honour the person that is bringing it to us. Again, it's about receiving the gift of God with love, just as much as it is delivering the gift of God with love. And we want to honour one another. We want to make room for people to step out in faith and say, yeah, I think God's speaking to me. and I think he's, he's got a word for me. Allow the space and the time for God to speak and for God to use us. Because I think he wants us and he's really encouraging us at the moment to seek him to 
share the gifts that he's given us so that we can be built up and we can receive something amazing from God. So, there's lots to ponder there, but I just want to pray this morning and finish by asking God to really help us whether we are receiving a spiritual gift or whether we are sharing a spiritual gift that this would be a place, a safe place, where we can have room to practice, have room to grow, have room to learn, and in the process, really encounter God. So shall we pray? Yeah, Father, we just want to thank you that you delight in giving us good gifts, and you have distributed gifts to all of us, that you have given us to bless one another. And so we want to ask you to help us to take courage and to step out, Father, maybe outside our comfort zone, to share something with someone that you've given for them. Lord, and at the same time, we want to be people that, hot, that, that discern and understand and hold on to the good things that you're saying to us and receive gifts that you're giving well so that they can have the full impact of what you want to say to us in our lives. So, Lord, this week, even as we go from here, Lord, would you use us, all of us, to bless someone else with a gift that you've given us? Lord, we give ourselves to you and we pray, Lord, that you will be glorified, that you will be lifted up and that your power will be released as we step out in faith. Amen. Well, there's a lot to take in there. Please, if you have any questions, do speak to us. It's been great to meet together this morning. There will be tea and coffee through there. We'll be here next week. I look forward to seeing you then. Have a great week, whatever you're up to. Thanks for listening. We hope this has encouraged you. You can listen to our other Sunday morning teachings here or our In the Limelight series where we chat with ministries and organisations we're connected with to dive deeper and highlight the amazing work they do. Get connected. You can visit us over on our website www.hhcc.org.uk or find us on Facebook and Instagram at hhccorguk. Bye for now and we bless you as you walk into this new week.